the opportunity to acquire a player of Matthew Stafford's caliber. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Touchdown, L.A. Welcome to L.A. Matthew Stafford. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And down goes Rodgers. Sacked. It's just one game. We've got 16 to go. Today's guests from NBC Sports, Peter King, Arizona Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, plus your phone calls, overreaction Monday, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Welcome to the edition of the Rich Eisen Show. With... One week in the books in the National Football League, <laughs> the exception of tonight's Monday night football game between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens. I will be hosting the coverage of that on Westwood One tonight. On uh, If you're listening to this Rich Eisen show on a Westwood One radio station, we'll be chatting again later on tonight. That's for darn sure. Yeah. Uh, I will be uh, doing the pregame and uh, halftime of that. Peter King will be joining me on the halftime of that show but before that, he will be joining us on this show at the top of hour number two to give us his thoughts on what went down on the first Sunday of the National Football League 2021 season. Good to see you, Christopher Brock. Great How to are see you? you, Rich. What's happening, How man? are you? Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you, Rich. And TJ Jefferson, my social media grandmaster. Hey. How are you, sir? Well, Rich, I, I didn't have a football game yesterday, but I had a good baseball game. That went on. <laughs> oh, boy, he's talking Mets yes. smack. you got to be mean, kidding. Here's what I'm going to say about cares. that. Nobody cares. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Thumbs down. Hey, yeah. I gotta hang my head on something, guys. Thumbs down. Hey, Thumbs down. Hang my head on something. Uh, whatever. A game between two teams who can't win the World Series. You that's pretty much. Uh, Ooh, that's, no, that's, that's a bold statement. I, I think he's uh, spitting truth right there. It's actually accurate. Hey, spitting the thumbs down right will turn to be the catalyst for something it. great Look for the Mets. Guy. I know. What are you doing? Look right. at this guy. You know what? <laughs> His buddy Ashton drops his name on college game day, and now <laughs> right. he comes in like he thinks he's going to control the rundown. Yeah. This guy right over there. TJ, there was Who's football yesterday, bro. <laughs> he's well aware of that. My, he's my probably football was on Thursday. That's when Varsity played. Varsity played on varsity. Thursday. On the JV oh, played on Varsity took the L. Varsity took the L. We're done. Cowboys. We're done with Give us those push-ups. Let's talk about the week one that we just saw on Sunday. And something... I witnessed last night with my own two eyes and Brockman witnessed with his own two eyes and Mike Del Tufo witnessed with his own two eyes and Adam Callscreener, who is Mike Del Tufo's plus one for the season opener uh, at SoFi Stadium in 2021 last night on Sunday Night Football. Diehard Bears fan who might be calling into his own show. <laughs> Don't take up too many phone lines that you're supposed to be answering, Adam, at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. It was the first major maneuver of the 2021 calendar year in the National Football League on a roster. And that was the Rams all of a sudden acquiring Matthew Stafford from Detroit, being the ones to take Matthew Stafford out of Detroit after Matthew Stafford asked for his exit visas and was granted them by the Detroit Lions front office and ownership. And it was the Rams who did their usual less-need-aggressive maneuvering. We'll figure out the cap. We got it. We'll figure out what we're going to do. We got it. We'll figure out the X's and O's and the ramifications. We got it. We'll figure it out. But we see a player we want, we're going to go get him. Okay? Just like they did with Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. They're like, we're in. We'll get him. All right, he's available from Jacksonville. We'll take him. Yeah, we'll we'll send a whole bunch of picks. We'll figure that out later on down the line. I can we, we what we got third, fourth, fifth round picks still. Great. We'll turn that straw into gold. We got it. 
So they're the ones who sent Goff to Detroit with first-round picks, saying, we'll take Matthew Stafford after a dozen years. And the conversation all offseason long, certainly here, certainly from this chair, was big move, game-changing move, potentially franchise-altering move. And the thing that really got me as the check mark on that of believing in it was when I heard Kyle Shanahan was also grinding tape on him, that that could have been the first move for the 49ers to figure out what they're going to do with Jimmy G or post-Jimmy G was to go ahead and get rid of Jimmy G potentially right on the spot, right on the spot, and go get Matthew Stafford. And his first game in Los Angeles, 321 yards, 20 of 26 throwing, three touchdowns, no picks. Distributing it all over the place and then going up top. Hmm. Going up top to Cooper Cup, going up top to Van Jefferson, going up top, throwing it in all different manners. Run game, check mark. Daryl Henderson, 70 rush yards, touchdown. Also caught a ball. It was just spectacular. And I will say this for the rest of the league coming through. There is a new jewel in the sports landscape, and it is called SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, just up the road from LAX, just across the street from NFL Network. I was not there in the 1970s when Don Rickles and Frank Sinatra were palling around with Jack Youngblood in the Coliseum. I was not there. I I was not there when Vince Ferragamo was making it to the Super Bowl and then showing up on Hollywood Squares. I wasn't there. Okay? I would proffer to say this, even those old schoolers who were there in the L.A. Coliseum in the 70s, And I will definitely say this, because I wasn't there in Anaheim either when the Anaheim Rams were there before they moved to St. Louis. But in terms of the Los Angeles Rams, I've been there in the L.A. Coliseum when they came back, and I was there last night. I will proffer to say this, and I'll take phone calls at 844-204-RICH, number to dial, or those who might have been in the L.A. Coliseum in the 70s, the 60s, when the four horsemen were patrolling. (laughs) I think last night was the greatest home field advantage the Los Angeles Rams have ever, ever enjoyed. That building is so deafening and so loud that even the small, when you're looking at the entire building, section of Bears fans that were in one end zone last night, they were extremely loud when the Bears did something positive, which didn't happen too much last night. We'll get to that in a second. But it did on occasion. That building is loud. And that building for a Super Bowl is going to be off the charts. And the Rams have gotten two major new additions. One is a franchise quarterback that appears to be the perfect vessel for their manic, brilliant, 35-year-old head coach. 35. (laughs) That's so stupid. In Sean McVay. (laughs) 35. 35. Okay appears to be the perfect vessel for what McVay wants to do offensively. Oh, yeah. But the other that they've acquired is that building and the fans there. And the who's house, Ram's house, stuff, and that Oculus that's above the field, which is this oval, which is the scoreboard that gets people fired up, and you're looking at it. Beware the rest of the NFL 
where you've been in this, the Coliseum and you faced the Rams last couple years, and then now it's a different ball of wax. And look out for the Rams. And the rest of the NFC West, which also won every single game, all three other ones on the road, including the Cardinals, who we'll get to not only in a moment, but later on in the show in Cliff Kingsbury, the Cardinals head coach joins us after their beatdown of the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Beatdown. Beatdown. Because in the same way that Stafford lived up to the hype, Julio Jones going to Tennessee, we're, you know, we'll see. Eventually. But yesterday was just I think Chandler nothing. Jones just had another sack of Ryan Tannehill, like just now. And something we'll talk about over the three hours of this show. But I do want to talk to you about the Bears. Because Justin Fields came in last night and scored a touchdown. First touchdown of the season for the Chicago Bears, as a matter of fact. Put in the end zone. Uh, actually, he put in the end zone after Montgomery did. Who's terrific. This kid, David Montgomery, is a spectacular running back, and he could be a difference maker at the position. He showed it last night when he ripped off a 40-yarder when the building was going totally crazy. I was talking about this home field advantage in SoFi Stadium. Montgomery ripped one off, and he was running it at will against Aaron Donald and the rest of that defensive front last night. At will. And I can only imagine... If Justin Fields has that ball in his hands and you don't know if it's him or Montgomery that has it, that would be a particular weapon at the Bears' disposal that could come in much demand, certainly when they've got an offensive line that can't pass protect. And I know that's the reason why I think Matt Nagy is not putting Justin Fields out there just yet. But as I told him, Matt Nagy himself, that if when he came on the show after drafting Justin Fields, I told him he's not going to have the time to sit him all season long. Mm -hmm. I told him. His plan was we're going to do what I saw Andy Reid do with Patrick Mahomes, which is sit him all season long and then play him and maybe towards the end of the season. Let's get him up to speed. I told him on the spot, I don't think you're going to have that luxury. <laughs> and sure enough, Maggie wisely put Fields in the game in week one. A little bit of a care package. I guess that's the new thing to do. Right, you're either right. going to throw your kid in the deep end of the pool immediately, or you're going to have a little care package, <laughs> which is we're going to take care of our guy, and we're going to make sure we – physically take care of our guy by not throwing him out there. And the reason why we can do that with a care package for the kid is because we've got a veteran quarterback who can handle the rest and keep us on the tracks towards the Super Bowl. Like the 49ers are clearly doing with Jimmy G and Trey Lance, who scored the first touchdown for the 49ers this year, a touchdown pass. Interestingly enough, who we threw it to, kid named Trent Sherfield, not Brandon Ayuk who appears to be in a doghouse there in San Francisco. Yep. But as for Fields, he's out there in a care package. He scores a touchdown on the ground. And then Dalton takes care of the rest, except the rest last night was rest in peace because of some odd combination of 
going away from the run after it was clearly working in the first half and then going for it on fourth downs instead of trying long field goals or living for another day and put it all together, Dalton standing behind that offensive line is a sitting duck if he's not playing a quick game. And they were trying to do the quick game, but then if you're going for it on fourth and 15 in second half, there's no quick game. And rainbow passes trying to get the ball to the line to gain, which is the phrase that pays in many broadcasts. You're going to lose. Here's Matt Nagy after the game talking about his quarterback situation moving forward. I think that for him, the times that he got in there, that he did well. And, you know, it being his first game, and uh, Andy, Andy did a good job, too, of helping extend some of those drives and us going through that whole deal of how it's going to go. But uh, we'll continue to, to keep growing with that stuff and see what we want to do uh, with that. But uh, in the end, I thought – and, again, I go back to that touchdown run. I mean, Justin did a, a great job. And then early in the game on the first throw, too, you know. So um, the film, going back and just watching the film in general, regardless of Justin or Andy, just in general to see where we were. I thought we got the run game going – pretty good which was good but um we got to use this to grow and we got to stay positive here's the issue with staying positive it's a long way to next sunday mm-hmm. and you know what the phone lines are going to be like in the 24 7 365 shows that i'm sure bears players drive around in cars in here it's going to be an ugly couple of days but we saw this one coming we saw it coming in the rams house the opening night that were my lock of the week the rams I saw it coming. We all saw it coming. That this line that is definitely deficient with Dalton behind it was going to be a difficult slog for the Bears, and they lost by 20. Now, here's what Matt Nagy really wants to say. Go for it, Mike Del Tufo. Get it, please. What were they really thinking? Here's what Matt Nagy wants to say. I see the line out in front of him. I don't want to get the kid killed. I don't want to get the kid killed. You don't think I hear the howling? You don't think I hear, you know, Bob from Winnetka? You're on the air. <laughs> First time caller from Winnetka on Wheeling. Schomburg. <laughs> and the Chicagoland guy's going nuts. Of course he hears them. And he also knows that when it all comes down to it, if he doesn't play the kid, eventually the McCaskey family will look around and say, should we get someone to play the kid? Aren't there enough people out there who would play the kid? They're going to play this kid. Now, this week against the Bronc- the uh, Bengals, maybe you use the Andy Dalton, what, fire and the, the revenge, revenge, revenge game? game. The revenge, yeah, revenge game. Come on. Yeah. I don't know, man. Because here comes Burrow and Jamar Chase, who suddenly is not dropping anything hey, except touchdowns catch- on the opponent. Oof, catch it. 100-yard game he dropped. Not a ball. He dropped a 100-yard game on the Vikings. They're coming. And if the Bengals... I'll tell you this. Make sure I get this right, because I like to be accurate here. Oh, yeah. If the Bengals stroll in a soldier field and win that game against Andy Dalton and Justin Fields' care package is not frequent or successful enough, you're going to have to start the kid. And guess who's going to have to start against the Cleveland Browns, who I understand lost a game late in Kansas City. But they showed everybody 
They're still the Browns? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, wrong. What Chris. do you mean? They were up twenty-two to ten. They should have won the game. I know what you should do, and what you can't sometimes do is stop Mahomes. Which, by the way, the rest of the league kind of has a problem doing. Certainly, when one of your defensive players gets the gate because he shoves a coach. That was early on that, in the game. That was a terrible call. We'll talk about that later on too. But I'm not going to sit here and say the Browns were the Browns. I'm just not going to do it. You can keep on hammering that point. I, as but you they know, were, can, my, your eyes did not deceive you yesterday. Chris, you're acting like something weird happened. Like, I don't know, the punter dropped a, the ball or something and, and had a turnover. You're acting like something weird happened with the Browns like that. You, uh-huh. know, you can't lose that game when you're dominating for three quarters. But you also, for my point here at the very least, is that's Garrett. That's Clowney. Well, yes. That's the rest of yes. the defense. And if you're concerned about protecting your kid, you're walking into a situation where he has not enough experience to go against those guys. And then you're going to start him. And then what? Against a line that potentially is more banged up than they were in week one. Zach Wilson said, after losing to the Panthers, that he feels like a truck hit him. Yeah. Is what he said. He was running for his life, too. He was, but the Jets threw him out there. Now they've got no other choice, but they threw him out there. Trevor Lawrence had the worst football day of his life yesterday. And it was still pretty good. And I have not been around the rest of his football <laughs> life days, but you can make, basically say it was one of the worst days of it. It was his worst day of his football life, and it may be even Urban Myers too. But they went through it, yeah. and they're going to learn from it And Justin Fields is losing that time right now. You can't get that back from last night. You can't. Did he learn something watching it? Maybe he did. Maybe he did. But the 2021 Bears, roster, circumstances, fan base, attitude of the fan base, is not the same as the 2021. 16 2017 Kansas City Chief fan base. One fan base that watched Alex Smith do all of this stuff and then watched him do it again when you drafted a kid and everyone's like, okay, we get it. We get it that you're sitting the kid and then letting him wet his beak a little bit. One size does not fit all. And the Chicago Bears... You got to play the kid. And I don't care if the line's banged up. I don't care. Get him up to speed. Let him learn. I think that is eventually going to be the inevitable staring Matt Nagy in the face reality. We'll take a break. And when we come back, I've got three of the most impressive wins of week one. Mm. I know I'm going to leave somebody out, but I'll walk you through them. The NFC West has proven to be the deep end of the pool that we thought it would be. Obviously, there were some disappointing performances. We'll talk about them. I want you to talk about them with us as well. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. That's how we're rolling here on the first Monday after the first Sunday of 2021. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly 
Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. So much made of your LASIK surgery, Jameis. Um, do, do you think that your eyesight had something to do with your um, your turnover rate last year? I mean, I'll just go no, straight for no, it. No. I mean, that's what people are, are yeah, putting them together here. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't say. I, I don't. I, I'm not making excuses. Uh, I'm, I, I'm. But I am going to get better. Uh, but I'm. I'm not going to make a make an excuse. I can say that the LASIK has definitely helped my vision. Uh, and my accuracy. I didn't have my eyes my whole life. Uh, now I got better eyes. Well, I mean, no. So, so did you wear contacts during games? Is that what you you? So I I, I tried for one year. I think it was my my third year, and it just didn't work, man. I my like I don't really blink much. They were falling out. Like they were uncomfortable. Um, I just like I gotta get LASIK. Like it's anything that can help my game to help me see more precise. Like I, at first, I just was. I was naive to the fact because I was like, hey, I'd have had these eyes my whole life. You know, they bought me this far. Right. But uh, after just doing the research, why would I not? You know, why would I not try to get to have the best vision uh, that I possibly can have? So yeah, I, I, look, I, I'm I'm married to um, a woman. My my wife had uh, LASIK surgery after wearing contacts and glasses her whole life. I remember the day after she had it, she woke up looking out the window from our bed. She could see like trees um it focused <laughs> through the window i'm ser- i'm serious i'm not being facetious yeah. like it was completely eye-opening to use the phrase so do you think that you'll be able to read defenses better with having not had any contacts last year and now having lasik surgery now do you think you will actually be an improved quarterback because of it uh, i think that it i think that it can uh 
help certain parts of my game in terms of ID and coverage and, uh, and trusting my eyes a little bit more because I would be able to see a clearer picture. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterback has so much with getting pre-snap reads and, you know, finding your post-snap answer, but your vision and how quick you process information and how fast your eyes get to where they should go next is very important. So being able to see a clearer picture and get a fuller picture uh, will definitely be helpful. But I got the kind of the same story as your uh, as your wife. Like yeah. me and my me and my wife, we were in Starbucks uh, getting getting some uh, getting some of those egg white eggs things. Sure. And I and I looked out the window and I could see gnats. Like during the daytime, like I saw gnats flying. And I asked I asked my my wife, I said, "Can you see those gnats?" And she's like, "I can't see those gnats." I was, yeah, well, I got late. There. I can see gnats. Look at you now. <laughs> Look at you. You're spotting bugs now. You're spotting yeah. bugs, Jameis. Absolutely. That's amazing. Hey, a lot. hey, if you could spot gnats now, you could definitely see where the safety is a little bit better. I'm sure of that. Five touchdowns for Jameis in his Saints debut. Five. Yes. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your phone calls in a, in a moment right here. Um, we just showed our, to our Peacock audience a conversation we had with Jameis Winston last spring. Um, or two springs ago, right? It was in 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was when he had signed with the Saints. He finally landed. He landed with the Saints as a backup. And the the jokes that were flying, because he had just gotten LASIK surgery. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, oh, that's why he threw all those interceptions. <laughs> and I said to him, you know, let's be honest. Like, like how bad was it? Like, And he was saying it was difficult, like he's not using it as an excuse that he would wear contacts, but sometimes it would be difficult for him to see everything. And I told him about how, you know, Susie had gotten LASIK surgery and she woke up the next day and she's just like seeing out the window trees that were always blurry when she woke up before putting her glasses on mm-hmm. and that she could see him plain as day. And it was like, whoa. And he said that he had the same experience that he could – he and his wife were going to Starbucks and they could see gnats flying around. He could see gnats for the first time. And, you know, well, we see gnats here in the studio every day. Yeah. But um, so he he said, you know, that this was a difference maker, potentially. He wasn't using that as an excuse. Well, he didn't play last year very much. And he had like, you know, a couple of snaps. That's it. And so yesterday was the first post-LASIK Jameis Winston. Really was. It was a start. And not just any start. Not just any start. But a start for the New Orleans Saints. The first week one start for the New Orleans Saints after Drew Brees. Go figure that. When Jameis Winston was drafted first overall by the Bucks. And Lovey Smith, by the way, before the Titans drafted Marcus Mariota. If I had told anybody that draft night, that's going to be the guy who's the first starter for the New Orleans Saints Jeez. once Drew Brees hangs it up. You'd be like, what? would be a rich guy today. What? <laughs> and yet that happened. And in not just any place either. On the road. But a home game. <laughs> yeah. Which was wild. Wild to see the Saints logo in the middle of the field in Jacksonville, Florida, with the Saints team name painted in both end zone. Wild and weird. And this is a team that has been practicing in Dallas for two weeks, and then also in TCU. 
and has been displaced due to Hurricane Ida, right? Displaced. And not only displaced due to Hurricane Ida, so are their families. I mean, talk about being totally up in the air and not knowing which way is up. And bless Sean Payton and the rest of that team to pull it together, place whatever distraction that could be aside, and use it as a bludgeon against the Green Bay Packers on behalf of all the people who in the real world, in real life, are dealing with far worse distractions than just being a National Football League player on the road, practicing away from home, and then playing a home game away from home. Oh, man, was that the most impressive win for me in week one Sunday. That the Saints' first game without Drew Brees, first game without Drew Brees is on the road, yet it's a home game. And it's the Green Bay Packers showing up into town with Aaron Rodgers. And all those Super Bowl hopes. This was Jameis Winston after the game. That was for the city. You know, so shout out to the city of New Orleans. You know, um, we did that for them. Uh, we knew how much it would, it would mean to, to get a great victory uh, for that reason. They've been through so much. Uh, and for us to be able to celebrate this victory with them, um, it just hats off to them for their resilience, right? Because they motivated us. They inspired us to come out there and ball. Jameis Winston all groansed up, and he's groansed up, and he's groansed up. Who is that guy? Who that? Standing there talking about his new city and representing them after dropping five touchdowns on the Green Bay Packers and a home game on the road. You go, Jameis Winston. You make the most of this opportunity. How many people sit there and think this is it's him babysitting for the next guy right now before Sean Payton decides, yeah, he's not my guy. Everybody? A lot of people? I I was wondering just how good the Saints would have been last year if Jameis was playing. Well, so does Anthony Mackie, the actor who came (laughs) on the show after they lost to the Bucs in in the playoffs, saying, you know, let's get Jameis and his arm in there. And you know what? We just fell into the trap, which the Saints love. They love it. They love it. And I'm sure deep down, Sean Payton loves it too. Because they, how many times have I said it? And they proved it again yesterday. They, the New Orleans Saints, are a defensive team in offensive guru clothing. They're a defensive team first, man. They are. Sean Payton loves offense. He's an offensive guy. He got hooked up to Drew Brees. The two of them are stuff of legends. Made magic. Quarterback, coach combinations, all-time greats. You got to put Payton and Brees in there. Breeze is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Sean Payton has a resume that is in this league right now, second to none. A trophy in a case, potentially more trophies to come. I understand what happened with, you know, the bounty gate and all that stuff that might ever keep him out of the hall one day if he does get enough. I'm serious, man. But what he did yesterday is stuff that this is one on the resume for him. And also... The defense, we all, we, I just talked all about the offense right there and what James did because I think of who, who he is and the fact that Breeze isn't there right now. 
This defense yesterday, 220 to- 229 total yards, three takeaways, two sacks. They got Jordan Love in the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for the final 11 minutes. If I had told you that one quarterback would throw for 133 yards and two interceptions, and one quarterback would throw for five touchdowns and zero interceptions going into the game, it would obviously be Rodgers with the good stats and Jameis with the bad stats. And then if I had thrown in on top of it, Jordan Love's going to play the last 11 minutes of the game. He'll be like, yeah, let's get him in there and let's get him his first ever yeah, NFL blowout. action because it's a blowout. It's a blowout yeah. Well, it was a blowout. <laughs> yeah. It was a blowout. It had to be the most surprising outcome of any uh, game. Of the week, it right? was yeah. the most impressive win of Sunday. It was not there. It ruined it everyone's teaser. The most impressive <laughs> win of Sunday, and I'll talk about the Packers' ramifications later on. But I want to get to the other good stuff, more glass half full. I got two more to go to. Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Pittsburgh Steelers, the AFC shrug emoji team of 2021, as I've been calling them for weeks. A lot of tweets about that yesterday. Shrug emoji team of 2021. We have no idea. Are they going to be the 11-win team from last year? That, Or the, at least the first 11 wins of the season? The, the last undefeated remaining team from last year went 11-0 to start the season? Are they going to be the 1-4 team that finished the season, regular season, then got bounced and spanked out of the playoffs by the Browns? They could be either one. Shrug emoji. No idea. Well... They showed up in Western New York yesterday in one of those defensive slobber knockers. It was not pretty offensively at all. And they came out with the W. And Josh Allen threw it 51 times. He lost a fumble. Sure, he ran it 44 yards. I mean, those are Josh Allen numbers with the exception of 270 yards. Not the game on tilt. Just only one touchdown. 16 points given up. He targeted Diggs 14 times. Diggs only 69 yards receiving. The running game was once again, you know, iffy when it needed to be leaned on for balance. Singletary had a decent game. Zach Moss, a shocking healthy scratch, it appeared. He didn't play. And the Steelers' defense, man, even with... T.J. Watt signed at the last minute, and Devin Bush hurt from last year. Boy, do they come in and they do that thing. Najee Harris held to less than 50 yards rushing, right? Mm-hmm. 45. So they wasn't even off the charts that he did just enough. One of those Steelers wins, like, how the hell did they do that? Well, they did it. Defense. They did it with defense. They kept the, the Bills off balance. And this is going to be a nice tiebreaker to have in their back pocket. May not need it. May not need it. But it's going to be one of those nice tiebreakers to have in their pocket for the next 17 weeks. Lay it on the table next January. Guess who's got to come to Pittsburgh instead of us having to go back to, to Western New York. Pittsburgh Steelers have that tiebreak in their back pocket. Because that just reeked of a divisional playoff battle just hitting with haymakers and then one score feeling like it's nine scores. Like, how are you going to make up that score that you just gave up? That sort of feel to it. And if that thing's near the conf- next to the confluence, as opposed to Western New York, that could be all the difference. We're wondering, who are the Steelers? They're 1-0. And the Bills? 
There's 17 more weeks to go. You know, it's just one week. We'll have overreaction Monday later on. But that was not uh, picking up where they left off. That is for sure. Not a pick up where they left off situation. And the Steelers just turned a page. And had a very difficult week one challenge. And they passed that audition. Nice, impressive win there. And then the Arizona Cardinals are another team that impressed the hell out of me. Kyler Murray and Chandler Jones became the first team duo with five or more offensive touchdowns. Murray had four in the air, one on the ground. And five or more sacks in a single game. It's never happened since we started recording the stat of sacks in 1982. We've never seen it. Oh, and Chandler Jones tossed two forced fumbles on top of it. (laughs) J.J. Watt on that line now. First time DeAndre Hopkins had multiple receiving touchdowns in a game for the Arizona Cardinals. Let's go. He had six of them when he was with the Texans. That was his first with the Cardinals. Oh, and uh, Christian Kirk had one too. First time in Cardinals franchise history where multiple rod receivers each had multiple receiving touchdown games. Chase Edmonds, how's the running back situation going to be now, right? Kenyon Drake's gone. What's that going to look like with Chase Edmonds in the lead role? 16 touches, 106 scrimmage yards, third most scrimmage yards in a game in his career. Check that box. All in Tennessee. All in Tennessee where they looked like they need to go back to the offensive coordinator drawing board and see what they could do scheme-wise to figure something out. Arthur Smith's gone. It just looked completely off balance. Obviously, an off game for Tannehill, who was hectored. You know, our boy Taylor Lewan tweeted out that it was a bad game. He owned it. Couldn't protect him. 58 rush yards for Derrick Henry. Second fewest in the game since 2020. Eric Dickerson, wherever he's sitting right now, laughing at me, saying that he's going to get his speech ready about, it's an asterisk. Whatever it is, it's an asterisk. 56 out of the gate, 58 out of the gate for uh, 22. Going to need to make up for that one with a nice 300-yarder against Jacksonville. That's coming. Could happen. Because Terod Taylor just scored on them. And I know I could include the Texans here for most impressive win of week one because we did not see them winning at all. Nope. We did not see the Texans winning at all, let alone as we sit here talking about the Cardinals, Saints, and Steelers having the most impressive wins in week one. Houston Texans have a one-game lead in the AFC South over everybody else. Think about it. Because everybody else lost, and they with Terod (laughs) Taylor and David Johnson and Brandon Cooks, you know, like the island of lost football players. Nice. (laughs) All together, teaching Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence what the NFL stands for on occasion. Just want to point out, Ridge, yes, last sir. year, you know who else was 1-0? The Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. And they lost yeah. the rest. <laughs> yeah. I get it. So. This is why you're going to have an overreaction Monday segment. I'm just talking about in a box, most know, impressive week one moments. I'm not looking over the steering know, wheel here. I'm talking about the here and now. Here and now. Take a snapshot of it. AFC South standings. Colts 0-1, Titans 0-1.
Jaguars 0-1. David Culley's scratching Deshaun Watson. Houston Texans. Deshaun who? Are 1-0. How about them apples? (laughs) When we come back, the deep end of the pool in the National Football League. I've been talking about this division for months and over a span of years. And they proved it in week number one. We'll hit that in your phone calls at 844-204-RICH when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The way you envision the rest of the season going out, Russell, what would it mean to you to win an MVP award? What would it mean to you? I know you're Listen, about I, Go Hawks. I, think, I, know, I know you're think, about the team, but what 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 would it mean to you? Do you think for something? Well, like I, I think anytime you know, anytime anybody wins an MVP, the first thing that I think about is that means that team's winning, <laughs> right? That means that team's doing a great job of winning and doing everything you can. I think also too. You know, that's my number one objective is to be the greatest winner of all time and try to win as many games as possible in, in the Super Bowls, too. And so, you know, that, that, that's, you know, if I'm playing my best, I, I think we got a really great chance of, you know, doing something special this year. And I think, you know, the rest of the guys, too. And so it's a team effort. This game is so special because it's such a team effort. Everybody making their plays. Guys like David Moore making that amazing catch in the corner and, you know, tiptoeing in the sideline, moonwalking into the pylon. That, that was just uh, – you know, that, those are the kind of efforts and team moments that allow players to do special things. And I think, um, you know, I, I, I got to credit my teammates on that. I think more than anything else, though, um, you know, for me, what it means is just that, you know, all the off-season work, all the training, all the time that you spend, all the, all the focus, all the, all the hours upon hours, all the, all the uh, you know, the flights that, you know, and, and things that you've done just to, you know, sit down one-on-one with somebody and talk to them about, you know, the game of football and, you know, and just spend some quality time with people. I think that's, that's where, that's where those moments really um, show up. And I think, and I think that all that hard work and all the time trying to throw in a bucket when you're a young kid, you know, it, it, it all, it all makes a difference. I think more importantly though, is I, I want to win this week, you know, and take it on, to, you know, and just stay, stay focused and, and, and do that. I know that's what it takes to be great is to stay in the moment, stay Stay neutral, not to get too hot, 
you know, I have high expectations, so I already know what those expectations are. So it's, it's nothing new. I just, I just got to stay neutral and stay in the moment. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. Oh, last quick one before I let you go. Please tell me, somebody in yep. your team, your, the Russell Wilson team, is working on a cooking show called Let Russell Go. <laughs> this, 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 right? this, is, this is happening, right? Where you're I, I, I think somebody's working on a cookbook somewhere. I don't know, I don't know where it is. I don't know who it is. But somebody on our team is uh, internally working on a cookbook. Exactly. This is, I mean, it's, it's made for it. Let Russ cook. Like, this is what you're doing. So it's got to happen. That was Russell during last year's regular season. We roll that way all the time right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Certainly during the football season, best we can. Get as best we can with the guest list. Peter King and Cliff Kingsbury of NBC Sports and the Arizona Cardinals uh, coaching staff will be joining us later on on this program. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Go ahead and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. It's a great way to catch up on not just what's going on here every day, but our great, vast archive. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, Ken in Kokomo, Indiana uh, is going to join us in a second. Before we pop him up there, just to front load it, uh, Ian Rappaport, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, reporting that the Washington football team is putting um, Ryan Fitzpatrick on injured reserve for the moment. He suffered a hip injury that knocked him out of yesterday's loss to the Chargers. No indication yet that it is season-ending. It's called a hip subluxation, which sounds terrible. Yeah, I am not a doctor. I do not play one on TV. Um, That's the same injury as Tua, by the way. I remember that was a name that was thrown around. I don't know if it requires surgery or what have you, but it's Taylor Heineke's show for the moment on Thursday night. That's for sure because it's a short week for the Washington football team taking on the New York football giants for the right – to stay out of the 0-2 hole to start the 2021 season. That's in FedEx Field coming up on Thursday. Ken and Kokomo, that's the, and I set the floor up for you. What's up, sir? Thanks for taking the call, Rich. I appreciate it. Thanks for making it. Um, so is, in light of that, does Cam Newton's phone ring? Great question. I'm going to ask that of Peter King. I just don't know if, if, you know, if they're running the same darn thing that they ran in Carolina. I don't know the answer to that. I I would imagine it's got to be something similar. Um, there are coaches that from from Carolina on the Washington staff. Yeah, right. I, I I do believe so. I do think that there there is some you know connection there. But I also don't know if you know when they left Carolina, they'd be like, "That's cool." <laughs> you know, we're we're starting something new. I don't know the answer to that. I will ask that of Peter King. I've got one question for you before uh, before I uh, I go. Do you guys all sing Kokomo in Kokomo, Indiana? Are you required to do that, or are you sick of it? Uh, pretty much sick of it. Okay. Um, as I understand, the, uh, the the Kokomo that the Beach Boys sang about was a beach in Florida Keys. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, as far as uh, yeah, there there actually was was an old song back in the 30s and 40s called Kokomo, Indiana, hmm. in a show called Mother Wore Tights. Look that one up. Okay, thank you. We'll Google that. Thank you for that uh, call. What a fascinating exchange that was. <laughs> he asked me about camp. I asked him about the Beach Boys. That's the way we roll. It's called interactivity. That's why I do a show like this. Instead of you know, on Sundays I just say, "Irv, you want to talk about the Cowboys?" You know, and that here I get to say things to uh, Ken and Kokomo, which I love. It's I love both. It's a beautiful love both. thing. I love both. You get there faster. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Brockman singing karaoke about. No, no, stop, 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 stop. I do not want to put that song in everybody's head. Although I think it's too late. 
Yeah, it's done. Way right. down in Um <laughs> Another reason why I do a show like this is because... Um, we can sing karaoke? Well, there's... <laughs> yes. Drink on occasions, Yes, when my wife sits oh, in. Oh, oh, we could literally spend the next <laughs> just two hours rattling off, off reasons yeah, why I love doing a show like this. Take it to the but you have, not, you have not hit on the head here. Oh, got it. Okay. It's the opportunity to provide myself of a show with my name on it. Uh-huh. And a logo. But, and and no, 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 but it's an shirt. opportunity for me to have an echo chamber when I say something that's proven correct. <laughs> <laughs> At home, I don't have that. Even when I am right, they're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, Get, out the case. Case. Get out of here. <laughs> Move on. Get out of here. Nothing to see. But between Crying the hours shame, of Rich. 12 and 3 Eastern or locally here, 9 a.m. the noon, when I'm right, I get to talk about it. We respect you here, Rick. This is great. <laughs> Nobody this cares is... about him. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Oliphant. <laughs> and I get to speak to people like Timothy Oliphant. Okay? But I do believe when he said nobody cares about him, he was referring to you, Chris. I think that was what he was referring yeah, to. Yeah, one of us. One okay. of us. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. What are you smoking, bro? Give me some. Thank you. Hey. When I'm right, I get to talk about it. NFC West, deep end of the pool. Deepest end of the National Football League pool. Well, Rich, that's such a thick limb for you to go on. on. Well, I mean, not all four of them made the playoffs last year, right? Deep end of the pool. Deepest end. Oh, yeah. Talk about the Rams, Rich. All you want. It's still Matthew Stafford. He's still the Lions in Rams clothing. An actual sheep, right? Technically, a ram. Technically. I don't know about much farming. I'm from New York City. What am I talking about? <laughs> Deepest end of the pool, people. They have farms in Staten Island? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Deepest end of the pool. Every team 1-0 right now. 49ers held on for dear life against former Ram current Lion Jared Goff. That got a little bit too close for comfort. Man. But they showed up, and bottom line is this. 49ers will prove to you all the time they've got more running backs you've never heard of that can stomp your guts right out <laughs> right? than anybody else. Who is Elijah, Elijah Mitchell? Mitchell. Like, who is this guy? Waiver wire darling of week number one or week two. You can make bet on that. He'll be number one. He's still even available in your schmecky 14-team there's league. No, huh? There's no chance. Debo Samuel coming at you with a buck 89. Debo! Trey Lance. Don't know what he's going to do when he gets in, but he's going to get in. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G doing Jimmy G things like throwing for 300 yards and also, you know, fumbling. <laughs> defense doing the defense things too. Rich Dan Campbell was right though. They're going to bite you. They're going to bite your kneecap. Well, I'll tell you. you here's here's the pair, you know the Perrick victory thing with I mean the uh, the moral victory thing, the silver lining, the silver you know, lining and the silver former silver dome team. Hey man, we didn't give up. We were down by 28, we just gave it up. Okay, great. I mean, there's something, well, no, to, be there said, something to be said about like, that. There is something to be said about it for the moment, though. We'll move they on. lost to a team that's going to be difficult to reckon with. And the Seahawks go in Indianapolis. They did their thing. Carson Wentz was doing his thing, which is a couple touchdowns. Took some sacks he shouldn't have and fumbled. And we'll see what goes on after week one. But Seattle, four touchdowns for Russ. He did some Russell Wilson things, four touchdowns, then three sacks. Yeah. Who's that on? Who's that on? Whose fault was that? But two for Lockett, one for DK. Yeah. And the second highest single game passer rating of Russell Wilson's career. 
We got the Cardinals coming up. We talked about the Rams already. Cardinals coming up. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury joining us an hour. Number three, deepest end of the pool. You don't want any piece of that. And Pete's already in postseason mode, man. He's chomping gum around what Jim Brockmeyer called him, the uh, world's oldest teenager, right? Is that what he called him? Now that Dick Clark is no longer that, That's right. That's just, I forget that caveat. Yeah. Now that Dick Clark. <laughs> but Pete, remember when we had Pete on in the summer, and he's kind of like, I thought we already handled this thing yeah. about me and Russ being on bad terms. What's going on here? I'm like, but well, we haven't talked. You and I haven't talked yeah, yet. We he called, it, he called it old news. Old news. I'm like, but we haven't talked about it yet. Then he allowed another follow-up question on it. We have but Pete's just like, you know, Pete's like, I got a trophy in a case. I could add two, and I just keep on winning up here. That's all I'm doing. When everybody thought I was just going to be a guy from USC, everybody forgets, you know, I was a coach before. I was a coordinator before. I've been around this league for, like, ever. Long time. So here he was yesterday talking about Russ and the offense, and I, I don't know who he's actually referring to that Russ was – well, you'll hear how he's referring to what Russ was doing with this guy, but this is great. Day to me, it really goes to Shane. I think his first time out um, and a chance to show it, and, and uh, I'm really, really proud of what, what he was able to do because he, he went for it the whole time, and, and we did exactly how we've been practicing and how we've been preparing, and, and uh, he handled it with such a, such a cool uh, overall mentality and all, and... and uh, and he and Russ were just cooking, and so, oh, I, I'm sorry I said that. Just, can you scratch that? Dog on it. They, um, they were, they did really well together. Shoot, that's out there. <laughs> Dang it! I don't ever think I ever said that one time all that last year. Now that sounds to me a little bit not off the cuff. That sounds to me, and again, I'm. Sounds to me like I think he was talking about the new offensive coordinator. If not, I don't, I don't know. But it sounds to me like he was planning. I'm, I'm going to say that they were cooking together, and then stop myself. Oh man, I can't oh, believe please I, scratch oh, that. I can't believe I, can't I said believe that. I, I didn't did say that all last year. Come on now. Here's why. This is why Pete chafes at the whole let Russ cook thing, because the implication is who's the one when you say let Russ cook, just let him cook. Who's the one who's turning the gas off in the kitchen? Who's not letting him? Pete Carroll. Hey, you know what, Russ? Let's get takeout. Uh, you, you know what you don't I mean? Need to cook he's the one that's not letting Russ cook. He hates it. And all he's probably thinking in the back of his head is, who was the one who gave him the chef's hat and the kitchen and the utensils and the menu and the recipes in the first place? <laughs> After we just signed Matt Flynn. Don't forget him. And they had Tavares Jackson. Yes. Who's the one who drafted him and said he's practicing well? Always compete. That's my mantra. And then backing it up by putting a rookie in there from jump. So I'm the one who's not letting Russ go. Russ wouldn't be cooking at a kitchen in the Pacific Northwest if it wasn't for me. (laughs) I love Pete Carroll, man. Pure, pure, pure. Deepest end of the pool, the NFC West. (laughs) It's going to be great this year. Peter King coming up. You know what I mean? I just keep thinking that. Every single time he hears let Russ cook, he's probably like, what? I'm trying. Let me give everyone a little history lesson. <laughs> Can we play that soundbite one more time, Hoskins? Because it so- does it sound to you like he was like, I'm going to go out there at some point. I'll get asked a question about the, the new offense. And boy, they really were doing great together because they come out with a win in the East Coast time zone again 
in a tough spot where all the Indianapolis fans are showing up at a sellout for the first time in two years, all wearing their Jeff Saturday jerseys, you know, and and we come away with the win. And I know they're going to talk about it. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let Tom talk about how they were cooking and then stop myself. That's what the <laughs> – give a look. Let's listen. The day to me is really goes to Shane. I think his first time out um, and a chance to show it. Shane, and, and, yeah. uh, he's talking about the I'm OC. really, really proud of what, what he was able to do because he, he went for it the whole time. And, and we did exactly how we've been practicing yep. and how we've been preparing. And, and uh, yep. he handled it with such a, such a cool uh, overall mentality and all. And, and, uh, yep. and he and Russ were just cooking. And so, oh, I, I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> Can you scratch that? Doggone oh, it. They, um, they, were, they did really well together. Shoot, that's out there. I don't never think I ever said that one time all that last year. Shoot, that's out there, he says. <laughs> yeah, he that, that's, that's, to- that's does total, not, it's does totally, that sound like that you? totally rehearsed. It sure does. It looks rehearsed, man. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Because he's so held back, this guy who's on a Hall of Fame trajectory, who got the opportunity to start in the perfect spot. Because he got a coach who's going to say, okay, I know my owner just, I told him, let's let's go ahead and sign this guy free agent. Eh, we just drafted him. We're going to sit the other guy. All that money's going to go down the tubes. I'm the guy who's not letting Russ cook. Is that what I'm to understand? So I understand when they say let Russ cook, I'm to understand the guy who gave him the shot to be Russell Wilson here in Seattle. I'm the guy who's not letting him cook. Is that what I'm to understand? <laughs> ah, Jesus! Like, oh dang it! Now it's out there. Yeah, that that, that whole part was like, <laughs> oh, oh shoot! I think he gave the ghost oh, away shoot. there. But you go, Pete Carroll. You keep doing it. Oh, I love the NFC West. It's going to be great when they start playing each other. <laughs> 